Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Amen. Isn't it wonderful to know that you can be held by the Lord Jesus Christ through His Holy Spirit? We never have to worry about being alone. When that little baby is born and that mother cuddles that little baby in her arms, the doctor tells us that it does something for that little baby, a bonding. And when the Lord Jesus Christ holds you, there's a bonding that takes place there. Thank you for that song. Thank you for praying for my wife, Carolyn. She's doing a whole lot better. For the most part, the pain is gone. She is able to get up and walk some this week, and we appreciate that. Uh, the doctors want her to get up three or four times a day and start walking, but she's got to walk on the ball of her foot, and, but she is doing better, and we appreciate your prayers and everything that you've done for us, all the food, the cards, everything. We appreciate it. May the Lord bless you. If you have your Bibles, turn to St. John chapter 1. Again, we're going to finish a message that we began last week. When Jesus walks by. John chapter 1, verses 35 through 49. We're going to be looking at the last part of that chapter, but I want to read the whole verse so you can get the uh, entire story. But I want to ask you, Go back in time and remember when Jesus walked by in your life. And if you were like me, you knew exactly when he walked by, when he touched your heart and saved your soul. Verses 35 through 49. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael come unto him, and saith unto him, Behold an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, 
Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Lord, bless your word today and bless these your people and those that are listening by radio, YouTube, in the parking lot, however they may be listening. Lord, we pray your spirit would touch our hearts today. And Lord, help us to see that we need to be about your business as Andrew and Philip did. And Lord, we pray that your word would sink into our hearts. It would sink into the hearts of the people of this county, of this state, of this nation. Lord, how we need revival. Lord, how we need to listen to you. And Father, I pray today that we would begin to listen to what you are saying to us. And Lord, may your will be done. Now to that one that might be lost, either here in the sanctuary or listening by whatever means they may be listening by, Lord, we pray that you'd touch their hearts and help them to see and hear the word of God and that they might come to you and ask for forgiveness of sin and be saved. Lord, may your will be done. Strengthen us. Give us wisdom and knowledge to proclaim your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We began last week when Jesus came by. John said in verse 36, Behold the Lamb of God. We see John the preacher, the one crying in the wilderness. We see his attitude looking upon Jesus. We see his subject, the Lamb of God. We see his manner, earnest, stood, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we see that that message was practical. Practical. See him now. See the Lord of the Bible. We see an act of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. These two disciples heard and followed and they obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we need to do today. We need to hear, obey, and follow the Holy Spirit as he leads us in this world that we're living in. We also see a heart-searching question. What seek you? Why did you come today? I asked this question last week. Why did you come? I hope you came to seek Jesus and to hear his word. We hope you came in reality to follow him because he is the way of God, the truth of God, and the life of God. And as we look at the fourth part of our message this morning, we see an anxious inquiry. Verse 38, John and Andrew had heard enough. They wanted to know more. And as we look at verse 38, then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? They say unto him, Master, where are you dwelling? Is that our desire? To know more about the Master? To know more about the Lord Jesus Christ? To know more about what he has for us to do? How we are to live? How we are to act in this world that we're living in? And as James has already said, this nation is getting in dire straits. 
We need to lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to believe the Bible as it is written and we need to live by those words that we read so that we can stand when the time to stand comes. But we see an anxious inquiry. Where are you dwelling? And I hope that as you came today that you know that the Holy Spirit of God is dwelling right here in these four walls. The Holy Spirit's everywhere. But you know, He lives in your heart. And He comes with us when we come inside these four walls to worship a holy and a righteous Savior. Yes, Verse 18 says, In the bosom of the Father no man hath seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Jesus came declaring the Father, the words of God, his, the love of God. He came and he lived the word of God. He spoke the word of God. He preached the word of God. And that's what he has asked us to do today as his servants, as his Children, preach. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to get up here behind this pulpit, but I am saying that everybody needs to stand up and be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. This nation is getting in dire straits. And it's just not the Democrats, just not the Republican, it's all of us. We are forgetting the Word of God. We are forgetting what he has told us to do as Christians. We need to stand up and we need to ask, Lord, where is it that you want me to take roots? Where do you, are you dwelling and where you're dwelling? That's where I want to be. The Bible says in the bosom of the Father. Can't get any closer than that. Right next to the Father. As they got to know Jesus, their appreciation for him grew. They spent the day with him. And they were intrigued at the words that he had to say to them. So much so that at the end of the day, where are you dwelling? Where are you going? Where are you going to spend the night? They wanted to go with him. And as we look at that, our appreciation for him should grow just like it did for these two disciples who heard Jesus speak. They wanted to spend more time with him. So where are you dwelling? In your relationship with Jesus Christ, where are you dwelling? Are you where he wants you to be? Are you doing exactly what he wants you to do? Are you lifting up the name of Jesus wherever you may go? No matter what situation you may be in, are you dwelling where Jesus dwells? Our professed words must be lived out in experience. We can come in here and have a testimony all day long, but what about that testimony out there on the outside? 
where you work, people you meet. Oh, do we ask, where dwellest thou? Are we just as anxious to know more about the Lord as John and Andrew that we ask this question? Lord, where are you dwelling? I hope you want to find out so you can be right there with him. He'll never lead you wrong. He'll never ask you to do anything that he knows that you cannot do. Noah, go out there and build that ark. <laughs> Lord, are you crazy? That thing's 450 feet long. Noah, I ask you to build the ark. Noah got to work. Noah built that ark. This community know, needs to know the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. This whole state needs to know the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. This nation especially needs to know the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that begins with us. Those who profess to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, that's where it will begin. Wherever you go, lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the love that he has, that he has given you, and let it go out to a lost and dying world. Our professed words must be lived out in experience. An anxious inquiry, Lord, where are you dwelling? Wherever he's dwelling, that's where I want to be. Because I know when we are with him, we will win. When the children of Israel decided to follow Moses, who was following the Lord Jesus Christ, nobody could stand in their way. But when they began to forget the Lord Jesus Christ, look what happened. And when this nation follows the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, there's nothing that this nation cannot do. But when this nation begins to forget the Word of God and how we are to live, then this nation is going to do just like the nation of Israel. It will go down. Preacher, are you preaching a message of doom? Absolutely not. You see all kinds of things in the Bible where people forgot God and look what happened. Yes, Lord, where are you dwelling? That's where I want to be. The next thing we see is Christ's invitation in verse 39. He saith unto them, come and see. What grace and privilege these words convey to us. You meet someone on the street, and you may not know them. They may be going to church, may not be going to church. But if they ask you the question, where do you go to church? What would you say? I know most of us would say, Sulphur Springs Baptist Church. But why don't you say, Come and see. Invite them to come and see what's going on in the church. 
Invite them to come and see the love that you people are spreading out there through the different ministries that you are doing. And I praise the Lord that you're doing that. This past few months ago, when the flood came through, you folks stood up. And that was a witness in the community because at one point you wanted to know what the Lord Jesus Christ wanted you to do. And when you asked the question, Lord, where you dwell? Jesus said, come and see. And I believe with all of my heart, Jesus through the Holy Spirit is dwelling right here. Because of your faith and the love that you have for other folks. And because that grace and privilege is there, you are opening a door to fullness of blessings. I'm not talking about blessings of winning that billion dollar lottery that everybody's buying a ticket for. Ticket for. But I'm talking about those blessings where Jesus touches your heart when you see someone get saved. And I came through the parking lot this morning out of the car. I forget who his name is, but he, he, about like so, he said, I got saved Monday night. Folks, that's what it's all about. And it just doesn't have to be our little kids. It can be our grown-ups that need to be saved. All through the community. Man, that tickled my heart to see someone come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as a Savior. Whoever led him, you opened the door of the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ to him. Thank God he doesn't have to wait he's 40, 50, 60 years old, maybe never. But he came to know the Lord that Monday night. Because you cared enough. Ever who it was told him about the Lord Jesus Christ and how he could be saved. How sad if one fails to enter where Jesus is. How sad. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Will you open the door? You have to do the opening. Jesus will remain there standing and knocking until you do one of two things. You either open the door or you tell him to get lost. But I'm thankful that one day I heard Jesus knocking on my heart's door. And oh, what a change he made in my life. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor heavy laden, and I will give you rest. A spiritual rest. No matter what's going on in your heart, in your life, in your family, you can still have that spiritual rest that will help you through every situation that you may have in your life. The Bible says, believe and thou shalt see greater things than these. Man, it's wonderful coming through that parking lot 
and hearing of this little one being saved. But I'm expecting greater things because God has changed a life. God has called another soul to be a witness for him. Believe and thou shalt see greater things. Folks, that's what the church needs to do today. We need to believe and know that Jesus can still work. He's still drawing people. He's still changing hearts and lives today. Even though our government wants to do everything it can to stop it. Bring everything else in. You can't discriminate. Well... If they'd read this, they wouldn't have to worry about passing all these laws. God has one standard, and he's never going to change. He has one word, and that word will never change. Now, if we believe it, amen. But if we don't, oh me. That's exactly what's going to take place. Yes, Christ has an invitation for everyone, just as he had that invitation to Andrew. Come and see. Come and see. We still haven't seen all that God wants to do, even through us. But the invitation still stands. Come and see. See what I have for you. See what I have for this church. See what I have for this nation. But what happens when one accepts the invitation of Christ? Look at verses 40 to 42. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Andrew found his brother. Personal question. All of you who are Christian. Andrew found his brother. Who have you found? Now, folks, that's getting down to the whole situation. Who have you found that's lost, that needs a savior, that needs a new start? Who have you found? Andrew got so excited after spending the day with the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, he couldn't wait to go find his brother. He knew his brother needed someone. Now, Peter was this man. You know what Peter was. But we have found the Messiah. And man, he changed my heart. And I know he can do the same for you. Andrew and John had a quiet time of fellowship with the Lord and they were so touched by this meeting that fruit bearing followed. Andrew 
found Peter. Philip found Nathaniel. And of course, Nathaniel had the question, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Aren't you glad you can say yes? Aren't you glad you can say that that's where the Lord came from? Born there. But they had this thing against that portion of country. Man, there's never been a prophet from there. Why is there going to be one now? Because God chose to send Jesus to us so he could change our lives. And we could get so excited like Andrew and like Philip did. They couldn't wait to get out there. Let me tell you about this man that I met, this man called Jesus. Let me tell you about the words that he spoke to us. Let me tell you about the change that he made in my heart. Let me tell you about that worry that I don't have to worry anymore because I know the Lord Jesus Christ. He lives in my heart. And I'm praying that he lives in each one of you. Even out there in Radio Land, I'm praying that as you're listening today, that the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit lives in your heart and that all of us will get so excited that we can't wait to go introduce somebody to Jesus Christ. You know, that's why he left us here. That's the work that he's given us to do. Oh, when you spend time with the Lord, you will have a clearness of views. Well, what does the Bible say? Go read it and study it. What does the Lord want me to do? Go read your Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to show you. You will have a clearness of views. But you will also have a boldness of action. Andrew found one. Philip found one. Who have we found? Sad to say, but I think it's 80 to 85% of Southern Baptists have never led one to the Lord. That's not my statistics. That comes from the Southern Baptist Convention. How sad. We need to have a clearness of views and a boldness of action. But you know, as you look at these two boys... Two men, they are, their work began after they had been with him. You try to do the work before you have been with him, before you come to know him, it's not going to work. Oh, you may fool a lot of people like I did or tried to. But not until after I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ did I really sense him working in and through me? And the same with you. 
when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and you give yourself to him, then he will begin to work in and through you. Folks, we must bring people to Jesus. It's easy to follow Christ in a crowd. But who will be the one to lead? Who has the courage? Who will take the initiative? Who will step out for Christ? Who will be an example? Who will be the Andrews in our churches today? Disciples today are made the same way as they were in Jesus' day. You've got to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Their testimony was that they had been with Jesus. In every company, in every family, in every church, a person of courage must step up. And I'm asking the church today, will you step up for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ? Will you be like Andrew and Philip? Go find your one. Each one bring one. Isn't that what the motto is for the Southern Baptist Convention? Each one bring one. What would happen if each of us did that this week? Where would we sit them next week? They had been with Jesus, and it sure changed their heart and their lives and their destination. And folks, he can do the same for us today if we will follow him. Let him lead. If you're lost, first thing you need to do is ask him to forgive you and save you. And then he'll put you on that road to working for him. Each one, bring one. Father, thank you. Thank you for everything. And especially men and women like Andrew and Philip who are willing to go and to willing to make a difference in people's lives. Father, you touch those today in the way that they need to be touched. Lord, I praise you and thank you for your strength, for your wisdom, for your guidance, and for what you're going to do right now. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.